What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Of course, the heart of Arlington County, the fittest city in the world. Back for episode 159 of Pace the Nation. I'm your host, Chris Farley. Alongside me, to my right, of course, it's Joanna Russo. Joanna, what's up? I finished my World Cup bracket. You did? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, we'll have to touch on that because I know everybody's been waiting just on the edge of their seats to figure out who your World Cup team is. So I guess you've selected a World Cup team. I have. All right, great. We'll get to that uh, later, <laughs> later on in the program. Also to my left, it's our other co-host. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? It frustrates me how you don't listen to the show. <laughs> We had a whole segment where we talked about who she picked to be her World Cup team. I know. Team. That's why she rolled her eyes when she said, uh, yeah. I have picked my but World do, Cup team. But maybe you, what you're referring to is uh, who she picked to win the whole tournament Correct. versus Doesn't necessarily who mean she's who supporting. she's rooting for. Yes. Yeah. Come yeah. On. I mean, Joanna, you, you understand. The so who's, there, right? what team is she supporting? Now I'm rolling my eyes at you. Farley, <laughs> what team is she supporting? Uh, that's... Um, all right. Well, you and I, I are Germany. You, I obviously. gave you the chance to to save the, right. the, the the shot, but you had to answer that question. All right. So you don't get the save. All right. Fine. We're gonna so bring in Joanna, another pitcher to finish this off. <laughs> Joanna, who are you supporting? Uh, Iceland. Iceland, of course. Right. But that mm -hmm. might not be who you pick to win it all in the pool. Well, you know what? I decided that uh, this is the year of the underdog. Okay. So I did choose Iceland. <laughs> they, nice. All right. I will go on record. Iceland will not win the World Cup. I know. Everyone's told me that. I. Mm -hmm. It's fine. If they I, do, though, you're going to win a lot of money. Well, I, di I didn't put any money all on right. my Farley will give you a lot of money <laughs> if they win it. <laughs> Yes. I chose a lot of underdogs to okay. make it out of group play. Um, mm -hmm. And in my matchups, I went with a lot of underdogs. Just I, I kind of did what, how I wanted the World Cup to play mm -hmm. out. And I think that there's probably five teams that will have a better chance of winning than Well, you, your track record is pretty good picking, you know, whether it's uh, people to win at the USA Champs and track or teams yeah, that but you root see, for. I'm good at the the picking who's going to win the race because I watch them in their warm-ups right. and then I feel like I know who's feeling good that day. So with, right. with soccer, you know, I don't I yeah, don't you know really they have... had warm-up matches. You well, should have yeah. watched all those. Well, it's a bunch of friendlies last week. Yeah. Yeah, but I need to see them like day of, like right. see where they are in their headspace day of. But it is true that typically the teams that I root for do I win. Yeah. Question, who did you pick in the opening match that already happened this morning? Thank you very much for having the podcast recording later in the day so i could watch soccer yeah all the games are i think at like, like 11 all like or, 10 or yeah, 2 so they're yeah. pretty mm -hmm. pretty good for uh those of us with odd hours like the three of us uh mm -hmm. for the rest of the world i don't know the rest day of the drinking. u.s the rest of the u.s i don't know how much they care anyway day drinking uh well we will talk a little more world cup that was on my agenda so we'll talk world oh, okay. cup a little bit today on the program but a, little, a big big little show teaser right there for a, our audience a big show to get to um also sports related professional sports related uh there is a championship team here in dc for the first time in 26 years except for dc united that won and, it four times and, and i want to <laughs> talk i want to talk about uh that of course the washington capitals uh who we talked about last week, and they are the Stanley Cup champs, and I am over the moon about that. Uh, also on today's program, uh, What's Bothering Docs? Uh, we're going to talk about uh, he had a run on Saturday, and he also went to a reunion. I don't know whether there those 
things were bothering him necessarily. Those are three separate topics. But yeah, but we will find out something bothering Docs during mm-hmm. the, when he talks about his run and uh, the reunion that he went to. We're also going to talk some NCAA track and field today. Uh, the Division One championships happened this past week, and we are going to talk to the 5K champion, Sean McGordy. He's going to join us on the phone. He is uh, a uh, graduating senior from Stanford. Uh, he also went to Chantilly High School, and he is part of the McGordy running dynasty. We've had his little brother on the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to ask him how he feels about his little brother beating him to pace the nation. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. He was mm-hmm. on, I think his little brother was on uh, about a year ago, uh, about this time of, of last Wait, year. His, I thought his brother's been on, has his brother been on more than once? He might have been on when because we did he, one of those. When we were at T.C. Williams. T.C. We Williams shows, yep. Yeah. So he's been on a couple And then times. he was on another show that I was not on. Yes, and you were out of town, I mm-hmm. believe. So excited to have the 5K NCAA Division One champ on with us today, Sean McGordon. Uh, it was an exciting meet on the women's side at the NCAA meet. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but before we get into all that, uh, let's go back to the World Cup. Um, I was very proud of myself this week that um, I learned that a uh, notable coach will not be coaching his squad in the World Cup. And a last-minute decision, oh, Spain. Spain. Um, Mm-hmm. Spain has fired their coach mm-hmm. like two days before the World Cup started. Right. I got to give props to uh, my guy Kyle for kind of t- uh, giving a hat tip to Kyle for that information. But that obviously was was huge news. Uh, I need you to give me a little insight what happened there, Docs. The Spanish Federation had no other choice. Really? Yeah. They, they had to dismiss him. I mean, can you imagine going into the biggest games of your life and you're going there with one coach or one, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, one leader, uh, and then two days before the games start, uh, the leader is gone? It's it's happened before, and it doesn't end well for the team. Yeah, I can't imagine it's gonna it's gonna end well. So I hope uh, Spain is not in your bracket, Joanna. <laughs> um, I don't have Spain doing yeah. very well, but they, they play Portugal tomorrow. But okay. in the spirit of underdogs, what about the Mighty Ducks? The Mighty Ducks did yeah. that happen? In yeah, them? they had like a new coach, and then they did great. Okay, I don't. I, again, one of the movies that uh, oh I haven't seen. Don't put and, that on the list this summer. <laughs> uh, have you guys watched? We, we haven't. I mean, that's another topic for another day. We no, haven't. That's a watched. topic that we talk about at the beginning of every show. That Farley still doesn't make time for Casablanca. Yes, we will get to in Cop- any relationship. It's important to make time for each other that's and true. do things together. That's true. I make myself available. Uh, we will we will get to Casablanca. Sorry about the uh, the fire truck going by here. No, uh, I think that gives authenticity to the yeah, show. Yeah, not for us, fortunately. And it shows that this was not an edit point. Right, not for us. But but no, we have not gotten to Casablanca. But the Mighty Ducks did they have a new coach and they went on to win the whole thing? Spoiler. Yeah, I'll okay. let you watch the movie. Okay, all right. Uh, well, I don't think it bodes well for Spain. Uh, so I think that's the story so far of the World Cup, other than the U.S. not being in it. Uh, other storylines that I should know about yeah. since I haven't been really paying attention. This week, FIFA voted for the 2026 World Cup to be in North America. That, I, I did see that, too. Okay, That's I big did know news. That. That's huge news. Yeah. So North America, do you think there'll be games here in D.C.? Um, definitely not the final. They were talking about uh, if they wanted to have a big game that they might build a stadium at the RFK site. That would also be the Washington football team's new stadium. Mm. And, and I, I think like the early speculation is that 
that timing is not going to work out. Um, I don't know if if they'll play an Audi field or not. Okay. Um, I would hope so. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just don't know. Why, why Audi field? I mean, well, not... size. I mean, okay. uh, one of the things about when they when they play in the U.S., they've been playing in these huge football stadiums uh, that have you know full capacity, hundred thousand or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think probably there's maybe the Rose Bowl has that many, but uh, I'm not sure that every every place has a hundred thousand. But uh, a lot of these soccer only stadiums, uh, like Audi Field, are are much smaller venues. Got it. Um, where the fans are on top of the field, but there's there's just not enough seats. Oh, that's too bad. Well, hopefully something well, we'll gets see. done for the the Skin Stadium, and we're talking another eight years from now. Uh, mm-hmm. Which uh, is is well. By then, Dan exciting. Snyder could build three different stadiums and make the city pay for that, even <laughs> though he's a billionaire. That's true. That's true. Is it too early to get my what's grinding my gear segment? <laughs> no, that's a good. Billionaires, a good billionaires one. should not get taxpayer money one. to pay for their stadiums. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, but what it is exciting. So I guess the, I didn't really, I saw the headline. I didn't really get into the details. So that mm-hmm. means that that's, you are a typical American. <laughs> so that means that they'll be playing and I, I mean, There's I'm geographically be, challenged, but yeah. it's Canada, Mexico mm-hmm. and, Those and the, and are the, the US. other two countries in, in <laughs> okay. uh, North good, America. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. And that's the idea. Where do you think the final would be? It's got to be in the good old USA, it's, right? It'll be in the U.S. It's either going to be up in New York uh, mm-hmm. or it's going to be in L.A. That, okay. that would be the, the easy money would say it's going to be in one of those two places. When we hosted the World Cup in 94, I think it was at the Rose Bowl in L.A. Now, do you, uh, to your knowledge, again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm asking Roberto questions. Roberto Baggio missed a penalty kick. I'm asking Italy questions. Italy lost the World I, Cup to Brazil I, in 94. I'm asking questions, and I should never do this to, uh-huh. to my co host Oh, co-host. I thought you were going to ask Sur- how that game went. <laughs> no, <laughs> surprising my co-host here with questions I didn't prep you with. But uh-huh. to your knowledge, has there ever been a World Cup where it, it's across different countries? Yeah, um, Japan and, and South Korea hosted the 2002 World Cup. Yeah, this guy. I tell you what, if it's baseball World Series champions <laughs> or World Cup knowledge, <laughs> he's your guy. Um, all right. Well, so this is not unprecedented. I'm really excited. I mean, to make it all about me, mm-hmm. to make it all about me, I've got a two-year-old, almost two-year-old, and almost a, uh, a son almost being born, born and, <laughs> and, and, and an almost born. Uh, they will be eight and ten. And I think that's mm-hmm. perfect ages uh, for um, to go to the game. Well, so. by then they should be seasoned DC United fans. Well, I, I was more along. I was thinking as I, I think of of ways to, to get free tickets. Uh, I don't know who sponsors the World Cup. Is it Adidas? Uh, well, it? they have uh, a bunch of different sponsors. Okay. All right. Um, well. If you're a sponsor out there, we need some tickets. But you, you're talking about you, you want it to be one of the sponsors who's also in the running industry. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I would like that, too. Yeah. I yeah. would like that very well, much. Well, if this podcast is still together, then I hope it is. And I know mm-hmm. the audience does, too. Uh, wow. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do. Joanna, all you have to do is uh, patiently wait eight more years uh, putting <laughs> up with us, and then we get to go to a World yes, Cup game. Yes, you finally get something out There's of this your show. Payoff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it'll be worth it then. Yeah. All right. Um, interestingly enough, I was going through our next guest Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. and Stock much? I, I, I saw he tweeted about DC United. 
Oh, I like so, it. So uh, uh, he he may be a DC United fan, may have some comments. Well, what on what was World the context Cup, of it? I, I don't remember, but I uh-huh. did see something. Um, what well, was it positive or was it negative? I think it was, was positive. kind of like, does anybody even pay attention to DC United? <laughs> no, I think it was positive. Maybe okay. there's something excited about Audi Field. I'm not I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure. We'll I'm ask. excited about Audi Field. But uh, we will definitely ask him that and a whole lot more. Uh, Chantilly alum, Sean McGordy. He just graduated from Stanford, and he just won the 5K at the national championships uh, for the NCAA Division I national championships. Sean McGordy, he's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Joanna and Docs, we are excited to be joined on the phone by the NCAA national champion in the 5K, it's Sean McGordy. Sean, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm oh, excited dude. to uh, be a part of the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for joining us, man. Uh, we're super stoked to have you. Uh, Docs and I are both uh, alumni of Northern Virginia high schools. Uh, and we ran track and cross country well before your time, but uh, it's just always, before your just time. Before, it's just always before good, your time. always great to see the Northern Virginia kids run well. I mean, Northern Virginia has the, some of the best talent in the country, right? Running wise, absolutely. Um, I mean, and I think that I was very fortunate to be a part of that because I think as soon as I was in high school, you know, I'm surrounded by all these talented athletes, and I think immediately it helps motivate you um on where you want to go it takes your focus um out of just being you know maybe the best in your your district or conference or region um you know when i'm racing a med dealer junior sophomore junior year i'm racing against one of the best guys in the nation um and so i think that you know having that in your back door um is extremely valuable our coach now talks about that all the time that you know the pac-12 is such a talented conference that you don't really get to shy away from, you know, the top talent. But I think, you know, while that makes it definitely harder and you might not win these early in the season, I think that is what helps you perform well at these championship meets is that when we line up, um, you know, it's really big for us in cross-country because Colorado, you know, has always been so dominant. Yep. Is that when we line up, we're, you know, the teams we know we're going against, we've been racing almost the entire season. Um, and so I think that started in Northern Virginia. Um, you know, the, my district, uh, my freshman year was very good. And then, you know, we always had top guys in the state that, you know, you knew you were going to get some fast times in Virginia. We didn't necessarily have to go out of the state, um, as much as it happens now. But I also think that speaks to just the level, uh, that high school running is at right now. Um, I mean, as soon as, you know, I think, I forget which one of them was kind of the first one, but, you know, once Maton and Grant broke four, then the next year, you know, you drew and, you know, now the amount of high schoolers that have broken four in the past, like, three or four years compared to, I think it's doubled um, yep. from what it used to be. Um, and so I think that, you know, people are definitely empowered, um, inspired and motivated by those around them. And I think, you know, Northern Virginia running, um, is great for that. I also wanted to mention that you were saying you didn't have to leave Northern Virginia to uh, find good competition. Well, you didn't even have to leave your house because <laughs> you've got two brothers who are also stud runners. Uh, tell us a little bit about your brothers. One of them has been on the show before. 
Yes. Um, I mean, incredibly fortunate. I think, you know, obviously there's, you know, the internal competition between us. But I think they add so much to my life. Um, you know, they remind me all the time that they're the two funny brothers. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, they bring, they bring so much laughter, uh, so much love and support. I mean, we're really... You know, they're my two best friends. Uh, you know, we're talking constantly, even the Lions at William and Mary. Um, and I mean, having Brandon out here this past year has been such a blessing. It's made it, you know, my favorite year at Stanford. Uh, they, they had a lot, but I mean, definitely there's some competition, um, there. Uh, I think that we all, you know, motivate each other and, and push each other, but I think that, I mean, in high school, I was able to be teammates with, with Ryan, and those were, you know, some of my favorite memories. So being able to share that with Brandon, um, that's pretty cool that now we can all say that we were teammates with each other at some point. I don't know if you know, all brothers get an opportunity to do that. And, you know, I think the Ing and Britton brothers beat us through it by being the first group of three brothers to all run sub four. But I think that is definitely a goal that we have as well. So you've run um, sub four, but about, has has yeah. your, your your two brothers, uh, Brandon and, and Ryan, have not right? They have not gone there yet. Okay. Ryan ran a great PR of three forty four wow. in the fifteen hundred yep. this season. So you know he's getting there. I definitely think he is capable of doing it this next year. Um, and I'll be on him telling him he needs to, so we can get two or three brothers there, and then. I know Brandon will be knocking on the door. He's stuck more with, you know, the shorter distances this uh, this season, but maybe he'll be able to hop in a mile uh, next indoor season. Sometimes just the way our schedule is, you know, it's a little funky, but that's the goal. And we've also joked about doing a DMR with my dad, but <laughs> I think asking him, that'd be a little, a little much to ask him on the, uh, the 400. Like, so your dad would but, be the 400. Yeah. So I, I was. I think so. I don't know if we want to make it to Cali right. run much longer than <laughs> right. I, I was curious. I mean, it's kind of like summer vacation time, and and I know you guys. You're going to probably race in Europe, and you've got different summer schedules than most. But did you did your family like pick your summer spots based on you know best places to run, and and what are those summer vacations like? Is it like two runs? And then a nap, and then some board games, and I mean, what, what is it like? Do your parents get frustrated with all the running you guys have to do? Um, I, well, I think we're extremely lucky that we had two two parents. You know, both mom and dad were, were top runners. I think, you know, going back to just Nova, like my mom is, you know, on that Burke Lake T-shirt. Yep. Um, you know, she was a part of all that. She won states her senior year in cross country and won as a team. So. You know, I was actually, you know, the second family member to do that. Um, so, and did she win I Kenny? Did she win, really like, us. what was the, the Foot Locker championship? Uh, she did not win that. She went. She went, uh, her, okay. She, her senior year, I think Aaron, um, that really great lane right. runner yep. who won Foot Locker, yep, was, that's uh, right. was a freshman her senior year. I'll, I'll, so, I'll remember the name before the end of the show, but yes, but yes, but yeah. she was a stud. Both um, your parents were stud runners. Oh, she was a stud. So yeah. I think, but as far as vacations, um, you, so my entire life growing up, I'll just highlight one vacation. We would always go to the beach. Um, and I mean, we'd go down to Nags Head. Obviously, it's going to be pretty warm. We're going to be in the sun all day. But starting my freshman year, there started to be the transition of my dad giving us a nice little wake-up call at seven in the morning because that, that was when we were going to go run because we needed to beat the heat. Nice. And um, so I think he 
it was never an annoyance to them at all. They fully supported it. But I think also it was kind of nice and like there to hold us accountable, especially, you know, as like a freshman or sophomore in high school. When you're younger, you don't necessarily want to like wake up early when you've been spending the entire day on the beach. Um, that, that was definitely to be a grind of a vacation just because there was pretty much one pass we did every run on. It was great. You could see where you were going to turn around. You could see where you needed to be when you turned around. Mm-hmm. Um, so mentally it could be a little taxing. But, I mean, my dad would bring a bike. He's biking with us on every run. As my brothers got older, we had, you know, our company. We, were, we went with our cousins, and, you know, they'd be out. Pretty much the entire family would exercise before we went to the beach. So it's not like you're the only one getting up. And as we got older, we, you know, understood that we needed to get up early. Otherwise, we're going to be pretty miserable in the heat. But so, you're, you're still going to the beach. You're doing, like, normal things like that, it, you know. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. I think so as I went to college, that shifted. As we've all gotten older, I think last year was actually the last year my my family, it's my mom's side that goes. I think it might have been our last year, and I actually missed it because I was at Stanford recovering from surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I think it's important that you have, you know, some moments like that throughout your training um, because I think you need that time with your, you know, family and just getting away from, you know, in college, getting away from campus or just in high school, removing yourself from your house for a little to just enjoy different things, uh, you know, of life. I don't think running doesn't need to, like, fully, there's definitely a time, and I think the summer you can, you can find a time, and, you know, we weren't doing certain vacations, like, that would take away from running, but the beach was just a great family uh time but i do actually think we had to change when we went to the beach because of when our high school team would have our time trial. right so that might course. have actually been some adjustment um i don't know if coach g would have appreciated us consistently missing that <laughs> all right of course we're talking to uh, sean mcgordy he's the national champion in the 5k uh that happened this past week and we're going to talk some running but i was going through your twitter um account it's sp mcgordy 12 on twitter and you were you tweeted something about dc united now docs joanne and i were talking a lot about the world cup and dc united are you a soccer fan dc united fan looking forward to the world cup uh absolutely so i grew up playing soccer uh that was the first sport i wanted to go professional in um ever since i was again very fortunate uh growing up i had an amazing soccer coach john hark dc united legend Wow. Uh, U.S. national team. Um, so Wait, hold, hold on one second here. How did you have John Harks as your coach? Um, you know, I don't remember how exactly that lined up, but mm-hmm. he, since second grade, I mean, he was my coach, Ian Harks, who now plays for D.C. United. Um, you know, was one of like, my great friends growing up. So, I mean, I don't know if I fully realized how great my coach was um, right. when I was that young. But, I mean, such a, you know, significant player in U.S. soccer history. And I've, you know, even though I've stopped playing soccer, it's been so cool to see Ian continue his journey. I mean, they played Stanford, Wake Forest played Stanford twice in the College uh, Cup playoffs. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Stanford was able to come out on top, but I was always, <laughs> I was never going to be upset. I was never going to be right. upset because it was either my school winning or, you know, a great friend winning. Right. and he won, uh, I think it, they might call it the Herman Trophy, or I'm not totally sure. He won, you know, the the highest, the Heisman equivalent of Is it the Herman soccer Docs? that year. And 
I think so. And yeah. so he, Docs is shaking his head yes. So yes. That's yeah, so he's continued and he's had a great career. And so I actually got to go to a DC United game last year, um, last summer. I think it was in September and watch him play. And then I wasn't able to get to the game where they played the San Jose Earthquakes, but I'm hoping to see one later in the summer um, because, I mean, that's, that's super cool. I'm definitely excited for the World Cup. It's weird because I feel like it has not been talked about as much in past right. years. And I know a large part of that is probably that the U.S. is not there. But, I mean, it's always so fun to watch. Um, I think I really appreciate watching soccer more now maybe than I did when I was younger. Um, but I think soccer was, was my path. Um, and, you know, it was that first sport that I kind of fell in love with. So, um, yeah, definitely. Well, I, I, I think the um, the the professional soccer dreams probably aren't going to happen for you, but maybe there's another professional <laughs> athletic career that could. Um, so let's talk about your running. Um, just an amazing race and an amazing journey to get there. Uh, you know, you I saw a picture of you uh, in in I think it was uh, Christmas of 2016. You were in a boot. And then I believe you got surgery right after NCAAs about a year ago now. So kind of talk yeah. to us about your injuries. Was that the same injury, Achilles injury went, that you yeah, had in so, d- December of, of 2016? Yeah, I'd say it all kind of stems down to me being a little stubborn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was definitely a lesson that I learned. So during my junior year, um, you know, I was – having the best year I'd had collegiately. Um, I was seventh in cross-country. Our team got third. Um, in indoors, we were fourth in the DMR, and I was runner-up in the 3K and you know ran a great mile that season. So I was, I was finally running at the level, after coming back from injury at the end of my freshman year and sophomore year, building back, I was like, okay, like I'm at the level I know that I'm like capable of running at. But during my, I'd say during the outdoor season, I had started to have some slight, uh, Achilles pain. Uh, I talked to my dad some about it, but probably downplayed it. Um, but kind of just like some mornings I might have to like, you know, ease into the run, but for the most part during workouts and races, it was totally fine. And an outdoor season went very well. I was able to qualify for the Olympic trials and was runner up, um, you know, to Ed guys again, yeah. um, in the 5k. And so we went to... And then you made the final. Into, you made the final of the Olympic trials, too, which was pretty, pretty damn impressive. Um, so, but it was that, basically that weekend from then on uh, with the change where my Achilles really stopped. It just it got worse and never got better. And so I took two weeks off, but we were at the beach, and I really don't think being on the sand was great for my Achilles at that point. <laughs> and so I started back, and it really wasn't feeling great. But I think I was just so, one, stubborn, like I said, and I just wanted, like, this. I was like, okay, this is going to be the season, like, I can compete for a cross-country national title. So instead of being like, you know, I haven't registered cross-country yet, maybe I should be smart, or, like, just take a step back and be like, you might actually need this to heal, I was downplay the level of pain I was feeling. And so, you know, we went through cross-country season. Uh, definitely a mentally taxing grind. I mean, there were some days where I just get out of bed to go to the morning run and those first five to ten minutes, I mean, I was definitely limping. And, you know, I definitely would have some people telling me I wasn't being super smart, but I think I, like, kind of was hiding it from most people. Um, 
it was after cross country. Um, you know, the team got second again, but really wasn't, it was a tough race individually. Um, I mean, I was all American, which in no circumstances you really complain about, but not what I was hoping for. Right. And so we were sitting in the airport and I talked with my coach and we're like, he's like, this is hurting you way more than you're saying, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, like, I was like, I need to take care of this. And so we got an MRI and at that point we thought PRP might work. But basically the initial diagnosis was that, um, I had some tearing in my Achilles. I had, uh, it's called Haglund's deformity where you have this bone growth, um, on the back of your calcaneus, which kind of basically was like a knife stabbing into my Achilles, like a very sharp point, which is not painful. And then I had an inflamed, uh, burst set as well, which is like in between the Achilles and calcaneus. And so we thought PRP would work because at that point, I think we thought the majority of the pain was coming from the tearing. Um, and so we tried PRP and that's why I was in that initial boot, um, over Christmas. And then that indoor season, I didn't race at all because we were trying to build back. Um, but it still really wasn't, I was not pain free. We were on and off of, uh, that which is an anti-inflammatory. And, you know, I was building back, but I was not, I was not confident in it. Um, and I raced one time at Peyton Jordan in outdoors and it really wasn't a great, race and i think it's because one we hadn't been able to do that much and then two i just don't think i was confident in like how i was feeling um and we're actually going to race pack 12 so i actually got a virus which in some ways was a blessing it didn't definitely did not feel that way when i was getting sick that night <laughs> before the race but um because i got sick i stopped taking the inflammatory and then i went to go work out with grant the next week and it was a thursday morning because he had raced on sunday in the 15th final and it was a good, like a really good work, like a good 5k workout and we finish and I go to class and I like, and basically limping the rest of the day, I can't really like put that much weight on it. It does not feel good walking around and I'm on the Alter G the next day. Cause that's what we've been doing the offload after workouts. And I was just, I got extremely frustrated and I was like, I want, you know, be a professional. I want to do this at a very high level. And I was like, I can't even run the next day on the ground. I was like, how am I supposed to be able to, to do this? And so I, I talked to Coach Melton. I was like, we need to, like, revisit this. Um, and obviously, he was so supportive. And so we, you know, got another MRI. I think the amount of MRIs I've had on my heel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lots of imaging there. That, that tells one story. Good thing and for so insurance. We, we Those were, things are expensive. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, very lucky. Very lucky. For yes. Too. Um, and so... We relooked the imaging and we're like, okay, I think we need to do surgery. Um, but the big thing was that we originally thought that the haggling surgery was very invasive, that they cut your Achilles in half um, to remove it and shave down the bone, which obviously is very intense um, and has a long recovery time. But I think this is the first time I'd heard about the ability to do it orthoscopically. And so we did our research and uh, I ended up getting the surgery done in Colorado with Dr. Kenneth Hunt, um, who used to work at Stanford before I got here, and who was um, one of the top surgeons with this. Um, and so we had the surgery um, in uh, June 21st. I wanted to have it before graduation, but my mom and her infinite wisdom told me to wait. Um, that conversation where she told me to wait was not a friendly one. I got a little <laughs> frustrated with her just because I was like, I've been doing this for like 
a year. You don't know how hard, like this has been so hard. I just want to get it done. So this is like, your your I, official. I that, this but. is a, your official apology to her right mm-hmm. now. If she's listening oh, to this absolutely. podcast, yes, I'm, <laughs> I hope she watches it. And I, yeah. I mean, I have apologized. Yes, said, but yes, this is yeah. You're on the we record on the air. I, like, yes. I don't know if I've ever been that mad to you, but I'm <laughs> very thankful for yes. your wisdom and ability to see beyond. You right. know, my obviously very extreme emotions. Right. And so we had the surgery. Um, and then basically spent that summer recovering, but I actually got a stress fracture in my heel coming out of surgery, which I think was probably in part from while I was recovering. Um, we were at our Stanford camp and I think I might've fallen. Well, I did fall. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when I was supposed to be non-weight bearing and landed on my heel, um, Ryan actually just to give my brothers another shout out, flew out immediately after the surgery to wow. basically take care of me for two weeks. Um, and I can be, like I mentioned earlier, a little stubborn sometimes. And I mean, he was on me about doing everything. And so again, another, another thank you to him. Um, like when he saw me, cause we were, you know, it's with these, uh, fans and people just been giving a talk and I tried to go down a bigger step than I probably should have in my crutches. And that's when I slipped. And he, he was about ready to like, I think ring my neck then. Wow. So he, you know, it's been an entire family investment getting me back, but, so that kind of set me back a little, but um, I think we diagnosed that in September. And then from then, been completely fine. Uh, I mean, my coach and I had said the biggest goal of all of this was that he wanted me to be able to wake up in the morning and just go for a run and not have to worry about anything. Right. That, like, that is one of the just simple joys that comes with running. And I, you know, hadn't had that in a very, very long time. And so he, you know, and that's the case now. Um you know, no matter if it's like a long workout and spikes, whatever we've done, you know, I wake up, I'm feeling great, and I get to go do what I love and be pain-free. The Achilles is an afterthought, but I really think it was a lot of lessons, um, and that was definitely a long-winded answer to this question. No, so dude, that's, that's awesome, and, 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 you, um, and you do appreciate – you appreciate no, that was great. You appreciate running so much more, uh, and that's good. I mean, that perspective probably helped you uh, this past couple weeks here. Um, but yeah, so you get through you get through the season, uh, you know, the, the cross country, and then did you run cross country this past year? No. No, I actually didn't have eligibility. So you didn't so, have eligibility. Um, that was kind of nice. It just let me focus on recovering. Yeah. First time I came back was was indoor, and yep. even that wasn't super smooth. We right. had our original plan. I was going to run at Michigan. Um, so I was feeling good, but Grant and I in the last like Tuesday tune-up workout before the Friday race, we're doing 150s, and I just kind of feel this like tingly feeling in my hip flexor slash like quad, and so it's just like a slight muscle strain, and we just had to take like a week or two off. But ended up opening up with the DMR. Um, in Notre Dame and you know I think I said this at NCAAs but it was before that race my coach texted me the night before and really just talked about being grateful um, yeah. just having an attitude of gratitude like we're finally back on the starting line like through this entire journey we're back where we want to be um, and it hasn't been easy but just be grateful to be there regardless of the outcome and I think that you know, it was ended up being a great race. We ran a school record. Um, I don't think he's going to ask for a more perfect race back. And then we decided um, the only race NCAA to not try and go for a 3K. Um, he had told me, he's like, you're going to kind of need to put your usual goals on hold. 
just this indoor season as we continue to go back. I think he did a really great job battling my drive just to immediately want to get back to where I was. Mm-hmm. I think you like I think that can be a difficulty when you're coming back from injury is you're battling these ghosts of where you used to be and rem- like letting yourself let go of that and just focus on where you are in the moment and you know have your goals be surrounded around that is extremely difficult but thankfully I had a lot of people that that helped me with that um and so we raced NCAA indoors um that was when I got to accomplish that dream that I had joked with Brandon five right. years ago running a DMR with him um too bad your you dad know, couldn't be on that one that's really too bad know, they, he didn't have any eligibility but uh, yeah and we only ended up getting fourth but yeah. again it was the same thing I mean I was so thankful to just be back at an NCAA meet I was there with people that had made my Stanford you know time at Stanford what it was and I was running on a relay with my brother and we were all American so I really do think that message stuck with me and there's only two two relay races um and indoors which is not how I foresaw it but um I mean again I was back on back on the track and and then you I mean kind of an understated outdoor season until your win last week I mean you you didn't win Pac-12s you didn't win regionals um, so how, I, I mean, you ran well there, so, but it wasn't yeah. like, you know, someone would say, okay, Sean's going to win the, the 5k at NCAAs. What, what was yeah. your confidence like going into the, the 5k race? Um, so I think Pac-12 is a big step forward, uh, for how I was racing. Um, I think we had had some races early in the season, like we ran a couple 15s. Uh, I ran my first 5k in two years, which was a grind, um, and I think like the fitness was there, but my, you know, my dad sent me this email. Basically, he's like, "Who you are?" Um, or he's like, "Who are you?" I think was the title. Uh-huh. And it was just really talking about the mental side of racing and how that, you know, when I, in all my best races or in high school or you know, best ones in college, my mentality was probably my biggest asset. Um, obviously, along with with what I was in training fitness but then i started to think about it a lot more and my coach and i talked about it a lot more and i think pac 12 was the first time i started to race with that old level of confidence um you know ran in the prelim of the 15 just went out we had you know a race plan but at 300 realized no one was going to go just ran my race and felt very controlled doing that um you know in the 15 final similar race plan i don't think i executed or stayed on the gas as much as I could have but you know the last hundred was good but we we're still working on that full last lap but I think and then we doubled back in the 5k and mm-hmm. and got fourth but I think it was that was the first step forward and then the regionals it was the same thing I think overall that last lap was better I don't think the last hundred was as good as it had been at pac 12 but I think the lesson there was you know I went to the lead but that last lap I was running kind of waiting for, you know, Grant or Andy Truard, like waiting for someone to come next to me. So kind of running reactive instead of being proactive. And so the big thing heading into NCAAs is, you know, I knew the fitness was there. Our last Friday workout uh, I think was really key. I finished that one. I immediately texted my dad after, and I had told my coach at practice, I was like, I think and feel like I can win after that workout. Wow. I think that, you know, it was a great one, but also just like feeling controlled. And so – you know, my coach and I talked before, and the big focus was just trusting yourself. But really, that last, when I made a move, 
you know, he was on me a lot. He's like, you have speed. He's like, you just need to believe in that. But also, like, when you go to the lead, like, when I was going to lead my junior year, it's because I was going to win, not because I was scared of someone out kicking me. Um, and so he was like, when you go, he's like, it needs to be proactive. You need to be, you know, taking the lead for a reason, not because you're scared or trying to run away from the people behind you. And so I think that was the biggest thing at NCAAs is that last lap I wasn't, I mean, obviously you want to like be aware of what's going on behind you, but I wasn't running worried about when is someone going to fall up next to me. And I think that's why I was able to respond well when the Campbell runner yep. came right next to me. And I think that really helped because I got into another gear. Um, and I mean, I, I think when I came to a hundred to go and looked at the board and I knew with the stride I had and how I was feeling, um, that I was going to win with, was a pretty uh, incredible feeling. And, and you, and you, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned that in a flow track interview. We'll f- tweet out the, the both the the flow track interview that you did right after the race, and then we'll tweet out the race video, which is, I believe, also on flow track. Uh, but you had, you know, three other national champions in the race: Andrew Truard, who you mentioned, he won the three K indoors. Justin Knight, mm-hmm. one of the best runners ever in like NCAA history, who's won cross country and five K indoors. And then Grant, your teammate, who won last year. Uh, you're the yeah. guy in that mix, and then there was the Campbell runner who you mentioned. But you're the guy in the mix who hadn't won the national title. Uh, so you, you you had you had kind of done the same thing in 2016 and lost to Cesarek, um, and and taken the lead. Uh, and then you take the lead at 700 to go. Uh, so you said you looked up with 100 meters to go and felt pretty good. What what do you mean by what did you look up the big screen there? At? Yeah, yeah. So they uh, on the. I guess first curve, they have their big screen and it's showing the race. Got it. Um, so I kind of been using that at some points in the race, you know, you're just curious to where people are, right. where you're not looking behind you. Um, because you know, the three names you mentioned, the three national champions I'm racing against, um, I knew were obviously going to be some of my toughest competition. So I, you know, I was looking and as the race was dwindling, I wanted to see where they were. Um, and, you know, with where they were and how I was feeling at 700 to go, I was like, okay, I think now is a good time to start accelerating. Um, that was a big thing, just each 200 to start getting faster. Yeah. Um, and so with 100 to go, I looked up and saw the gap I had, and then with how I think my stride felt, um, I I was confident that I was going to be able to hold them off. So I think you- it had to. So, and that was why I said that at that point yeah. I knew I won. Yeah, and you you won. I mean, you won by point two, by 0.2 seconds. Incredible! And your smile, man, uh, dude. You you, you was like <laughs> ear to ear. You, you were smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. It was aw- I mean, yeah. such a great. I think I should have done a better job of maybe running through the line. <laughs> right. But I was I was pretty happy to. Yeah. I think just. I mean, yeah, I think my face kind of says it. Uh, it definitely says really it all. Yeah, and, you, and we'll, that, yeah. we'll tweet out that picture. I think Charlie Ban, who uh, does run Washington, I got to give props to Charlie for connecting with you. Kind of has already tweeted out that picture. Mm-hmm. Um, your your knee looks bloody in the, the as you finish. Is that true, or is that an optical illusion that I'm seeing? Uh, no, that is true. I I got a little spiked up. Okay. Um, I had uh, I had a pretty I think junior year I had a streak where I was pretty much getting spiked every race, but <laughs> yeah. um, that one. I mean, that'll happen. You kind of notice when it happens. Like, I felt, uh, I think it was uh, Zach Long from Tennessee. Maybe I felt his knee hit me, and I was like, oh, that'll probably start bleeding. But, like, <laughs> it's not, like, anything I'm concerned about. Like, it happens all the time. And I think it's, especially when the pace, you know, was zigzagging like it was, um, 
one of the biggest things is making sure you have a clear track in front of you to run. Right. Um, and that happens, but it, I think people probably, it probably looks more dramatic than it was. I <laughs> cannot tell you I was noticing you that didn't I was feel it. during the race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of people here in Northern Virginia, I was at a track meet uh, last uh, Friday night after, I, I believe your race, I mean, I'm sorry, Saturday night, because I believe your race was on Friday night. Uh, your coach from high school, Matt Gilcrest was there and I just overheard him talking to somebody else saying that he lost his voice and he did kind of have a raspy voice because he was yelling at the TV or the screen so much. Uh, have you talked to him, number one, and number two? I mean, do you realize and do you feel the pressure like all these people watching you and, and rooting you on from back home? Uh, so I have been able to talk to him. Uh, we were able to connect briefly after the race. Um, I'm sure after graduation, I'll have a longer conversation with him, but, um, I guess I wouldn't really call it pressure from all those people because I would say, I mean, it's just, it's incredible the amount of support that I have. I'm very blessed to have all that. Um, but I mean, it's been, you know, great continuing to have a relationship and friendship with, um, coach Gilchrist after high school. Um, you know, all my brothers have that. I think he played a very, you know, prominent role um, in our high school, in our time at Chantilly. Um, and so, you know, those were four big years of our lives. And, you know, college is, you know, the next big big, uh, big time chunk. And then obviously moving on to the future. But I think coaches have the potential to really impact their athletes um, and have a – a major role and I was incredibly lucky to have you know coach Gilchrist in high school and now coach Mill in college have that impact um so I was able to connect with him I mean he was incredibly you know proud I think he, he left the concert early to watch um which <laughs> I really awesome. appreciate he yeah. said he told me he set a set an alarm on his phone and he rolled out early so he could get back to his house that's awesome and watch the race which I really appreciate and he, you know, he posted some videos on Facebook, I think, of him cheering. And, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, it, I mean, it means, you know, it means the world to have that many people be so invested um, in what you do. And I think it helps you, you know, it's bigger than you. Um, it touches a lot That's of awesome. people. And, um, you know, I'm extremely lucky that I can have that impact and then that there, you know, are people like Coach Gilchrist that support me? Well, you've had great coaches, uh, Coach Gilchrist, uh, C Coach Chris Miltenberg, um, who was a Georgetown graduate. My wife coaches over Georgetown, so I want to throw that plug in there. Uh, but the big question, the big question, of course, you can break the news here on Pace the Nation. Here, I mean, <laughs> where is who is going to be the next coach? Um, you know, unfortunately, I can't break the news yet ah. because we're still in the process of that. I think the big first thing is that, you know, I signed with Kimby Athletics yep. and I'll work with Tom Ratcliffe and Alistair Craig, who I, and I'm very excited to work with. Um, Tom has an extensive history, you know, of being uh, a sports agent and Alistair as well. I mean, dominant college runner, NCAA record holder in the 3K, um, you know, experience. Uh, pro athlete, I think you're in 1301 yep. in the 5K. And so uh, I think they, you know, I think are going to be key in helping me maximize my performance and maximizing my professional career. And I'm very excited to work with them. But I think we're, you know, currently in the works of trying to figure out where I will be next. Um, 
you know, maybe there'll be a decision made by USA's um, or not, hopefully, by the time I go to Europe. But it's an incredibly That's awesome. exciting process. Yep. I think I need to, I've, you know, reminded myself, you know, enjoy it all because I think I had the potential that, you know, for so many years I've known I've wanted to do this. I mean, from the moment Coach Milt recruited me, he talked about that, this is not just a four to five year commitment. This is, he's going to think about my eight to 10 year plan. And so I've known for so long that running professionally is what I want to do. But so in some ways you can let yourself be like, Oh, like this is all going to a four plan. But like, I mean, enjoy that everything is going to plan. Like really just be again, grateful and thankful uh, to be in this opportunity. So very excited. I think it's just all, a very unique process that I'm kind of learning about. Um, things are way different than when my dad, right. uh, you know, continued his post-collegiate career. So he's able to give like some input, but he's also like, I don't fully know. So he's <laughs> learning just as much, but they, my mom and my mom and dad were able to get breakfast with Tom and Alistair and I on Saturday. And I think that conversation just also made them, you know, feel good about everything. So, That's great, you know, man. it is, while it is, uh, you know, my decision, yeah. obviously you're definitely going to value your parents' input. Well, so. I, I love how you've involved your family throughout. I love your, your, your attitude of just being grateful and a lot of gratitude and, and kind of understanding where you came from surgery on your yeah. Achilles a year ago and where you are now and you've got a bright future. Um, so whoever the next place is, I'm sure they're going to be psyched to have you and you're going to do awesome. Well, you got to get that qualifier for the, for the, for USA's right. You still got to get that. Um, so I think we might be able to sneak in. Okay, I awesome. I think they fill the cool. field. Awesome. Yeah, fortunately, because obviously I w- didn't have any, like, I mean, 340 and the 15. Yeah. I think we are leaning towards the 15. 1500, okay, cool. Three back-to-back 5Ks. But I think then the plan would be to, you know, go after this faster time in Europe. I definitely think I'm now in shape that I think, I definitely believe I can run a 5K PR this summer. Um, as well as the 1500 meter wow. PR. I really think the, just the growth in the past month, both physically and mentally, I think coming back from surgery, you know, each week I'm probably getting better, but also just that shift in mentality is huge. So I'm looking forward to the summer. Um, it's always fun to run fast on the track. So, um, yeah, so I, I believe, I think we have to wait, but my coach seems confident because i believe actually believe it or not i don't think grant or i actually have a qualifier wow. so you'd think that right. uh, and that's just kind of the way you know our seasons have played out i think we're not extremely focused on that because of the nature of it being the ncaa like we know we're gonna like the main focus is to qualify for those needs um you know usually our races play out a little faster but i think we both will be fine as long as they fill the field, which I believe they do. Well, we, we um, we'll look forward to seeing you race uh, the next time and at uh, at USA's um, in your professional uniform, which we're excited to <laughs> to hear about uh, when that happens. Well, man, I, I really appreciate the time. Um, congratulations on all your success. It's it's been really fun to see. It was a great race to watch. Um, hopefully. Hopefully, your your Ryan and Brandon and your parents are okay with the summer vacation being in Europe this year as you race and not at the <laughs> beach. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be okay with that. Maybe they'll be, all, you know, I'm sure there'll be some compromise. Hopefully, right. they're not too upset. Right, exactly. All right, dude. Congrats again, and thank you so much for your time. 
Uh, of course. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. There he goes. Brandon McGordy, he's your 5K national champion at the NCAA Division I uh, meet from last week. This is Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Sean McGordy for joining us. Of course, his Twitter, I mentioned his Twitter. Um, I was trolling his Twitter. And, uh, and you control it, too. Yeah, you can. It's SPMcGordy12, uh, and we will tag him in the, uh, in the tweet about his show. Uh, thanks for him. Thanks again for uh, joining us, Sean. Um, good stuff there. Really good perspective on running good guy i like that um he really even a guy at that level just really just when he after being injured he really appreciated running i thought it was really cool everybody should get injured <laughs> i know you 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 have a better appreciation for being able to run uh you guys know that i mean joanna is coming back from her her surgery Docs. joanna do you appreciate running more now than you did eight weeks ago being able to run um, well, I wouldn't say that I'm comfortable running yet, so right. I don't know that I appreciate it just yet, but I, I would say... Joanna I, will never be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated running, I think, more when I couldn't than now when I can. Like, when I couldn't run at all, I really, mm-hmm. really missed it, and I, like, remembered, like, morning workouts on the canal or just track workouts, and I was like, I can't wait to run again, but it's been really frustrating and a little painful. Well, and you're over it now that the summer weather's here. Well, it's not quite here yet, uh, but... It's, it's I think it got here yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It's getting here. All right. Well, thanks again to Sean for joining us. Uh, great guy. Best of luck. I was hoping he'd break the news where he was going to be next. Mm-hmm. But, but we're going to break it. <laughs> we'll break it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to go with uh, Schumacher's group. Um, that's my guess. But oh, that's, that's not. A, that's your guess. I, 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 it, that's not anything he told me. No, I, he, I just want to be clear. That's just my guess. Farley yeah. even pried afterwards and, <laughs> I and tried. he said he couldn't. Uh, and I told him I'd keep it under wraps and then I'd tell everybody. I thought that uh, I thought we were going to make something up and say that, that uh, Joanna's going to be coaching him or something <laughs> like that. Um, well, but yeah. you you kind of put yourself out there, and and, and you're going to get him in trouble and, and right. cost him a I, fortune. I, I did. I probably will. So that yeah. is that is totally my speculation. Just to be totally mm-hmm. clear. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, running and comebacks, uh, Doc's had a uh, Saturday run. He wanted to talk about. I don't know if this is uh, what's bothering him or what's grinding his gears. No, I just had a funny experience because mm-hmm. I I went to uh, hang out at. Uh, you were there. I yes. ran. With, I ran with Farley on Saturday. Yeah, a uh, bunch of us went down and, and hung out with uh, one of our uh, friends from college at, at the lake, and we went and ran on this trail, um, and it's at the some Civil War battlefield, mm-hmm. and so we go on the trail. You you run from the church through the trail and then come out into the field, run across the field, see the big monument, and then run into the woods uh 90 degrees a 90 degree turn to the right and you run through the woods and i'm going around wrapping around to the left and everything like this and then i come out of the woods again and it's where we came out of the woods originally (laughs) yes i had absolutely i thought that maybe we might have been on the other side of the park you thought you were in another county (laughs) i thought we kept going left and 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 making all these left turns and somehow we had looped around and and uh, made all these right turns i don't know how that happened welcome to my world that's my sense of direction right there that's how it happens to me all the time yeah day to day not just running (laughs) yes it happens to me all the time like wow how did i end up here it was the weird 
weirdest feeling coming out of the woods and recognizing that is where we, we first emerged. And then we went and ran, and I had kind of an idea in my head that this was a very complicated network of, <laughs> of, of yeah, trails, tra- and you have the opportunity to go left and right and and loop back. and like I just thought that this was the most amazing find ever with all of these trails. And then when I went home... And and synced it to Strava. I looked. It's a loop. It's a loop. Yeah, it's, it's just like, one loop. With, it's like with, a mile and a half or something. It's, it's a loop that goes around with with like a horse trail that goes right through the middle. Yeah. So all this time when I'm thinking like you have all of these options, it is impossible to get lost there because it's a very small loop. You meanwhile you thought you had found like a ten mile trail that yeah. was going to the I, next county and yeah. I ran I ran for <laughs> eighty minutes. Circles. I ran you did. for eighty minutes and I was Which convinced that, that uh, I didn't cross over the same ground. <laughs> Except for that one time when I came out in the woods again. So this whole like, <laughs> so for eighty minutes you were doing a one mile loop, uh, basically, and yeah. you didn't notice that it was uh, the same. I think you probably noticed about halfway through. You no, I think yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought that it was because uh, actually I probably came out several times in in the same place, and I think at that point you knew, but. I, I thought that there was more trail to it. I thought that I was making more decisions oh, gotcha. than I was. Yeah. It's it's a it's a, a good analogy to life. I thought that I was actually <laughs> making more decisions than I really was. Well, he uh, he went longer than we did, so uh, it was good that he didn't know that he was double doubling back a number of times. <laughs> well, you know, you get bored of that. I mean, at, at some point, people were like, "Oh man, we got to all stay together so we don't get lost." Right. It, it's a joke. Like you're not going to get lost. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, that was a, a good story. So that was your Saturday morning uh, mm-hmm. UVA reunion. Yeah, Saturday my, night. my one year reunion. I don't know why you said it was my five year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just graduated last year. Yeah, that's true. How was the one year reunion? How was Charlottesville? Uh, I have to say it was it was fun. Um, I had a good time, and and I saw some people that I haven't seen forever. And I secured tickets to see Pearl Jam play in Boston mm. in September. So that's wow. like great. Okay, um, it's a productive weekend then. Yeah. Yeah, if I didn't go to the reunion, I wouldn't have gotten that ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I also was a little bit disappointed, um, mostly because all my classmates who said that they were going to go, like this guy <laughs> sitting next to me, ended up not going. I, you know, I think here's here's my thing about these reunions. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot for social media where people take pictures with people they don't really know that well. Okay. I was going to ask if reunions are still even relevant because of social media. Well, like you can kind of keep up with they, all of these I people. think they become relevant to some people because of social media because they want to project this image of how great of time they're at, having with people they don't even talk to ever. At some point, well, that's why I'm saying I wish that the people that I that do you talk, talk to showed were there. up like they said they I were going to go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like seriously, I, I we had an email with, with my other classmates. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, here's a reunion. Who's in? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I'm like, all right, I will buy tickets. Uh, <laughs> you know, the thing about that thing that you already yeah. spent all that money yeah. on, yeah. that was how the conversation went. Yeah. Um, so, but, but at some point, Farley, you're going to have to do some activities just for the fun of them, right? Because if you if you skip out on everything that you think is just for the social media experience, right. you're going to end you up skip sitting in your house all day long, like me. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. 
Um, all right, so I'm sorry I missed it, uh, our one-year reunion, but uh, it's, it sounded like you had so, a decent time. So here's, here's the from thing. From the texts I got. Here's the thing, and maybe maybe this can be my grind my gears because um, actually I was on, on a run last week at some point, and I thought of a really good segment for, boy, this is something that really bothers me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really bother me that much because I can't remember it. I couldn't remember after I was done, but I, like while I was running, I was like, oh, that would be good for the show. But but I'll say this is this is what bothers me. It's like so they had they switched us to the inclement weather sites. They they made the call right or wrong. We were supposed to be out on the lawn, um, but they they switched us to the John Paul Jones Arena, and they had another class that was also at the John Paul Jones Arena on the floor. This is where the basketball team plays. Mm. It's also where I saw Pearl Jam and I was front row and I caught two guitar picks. So a lot's happened there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I had dinner. Uh, I've had dinner there. So they have our class and the other class, and then they have a line of tables right down the middle that are, you know, the high raised. They say, okay, you stay on your side, you stay on this side. So as soon as the buffet food comes out, I am like immediately in there, huge plate, eat it because I'm famished. And had a then, long run in the morning. And Yeah, because I did a long yep. run that morning. And, and then, like, all we have is chicken, right? And so then I... Just got curious, so I, I wandered over to the other side, and I looked at their buffet spread, and they had the choice of chicken and beef. <laughs> so the other class I, had choices. You just had chicken. Yeah, it was like my long run. Yeah, like, well. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> I thought I had a choice when I went to the buffet, but I didn't. Well, it must have been because you got the one-year reunion and the, the folks who had the five-year reunion. Oh, so like the longer yeah, you, the longer you've, you've been, been out, there, the, the more choices you get. The, the yeah. better the food gets. Yes. So like if I like when I'm go to my 50 reunion, we'll, we'll be able to eat escargot. <laughs> yes, and, exactly. And, um, and whatever you want. And yeah, what else is what else is fancy besides escargot? <laughs> um. Caviar. Know. Yeah, caviar, escar. Yeah, we had we had like Bud Light at, at our bar, but maybe like they have champagne at the 50 year. <laughs> ah, There's I, maybe I, something to that. I like chicken and Bud Light. I might stay to the one year, <laughs> one, one year reunion. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we covered what's grinding your gears, the reunion, and because I like to, of course, check the uh, boxes of the agenda. Well, so, the, the, the real thing that I want to say that, that grinds my gear is I, I and if somebody has the answer to this I, I don't understand why some days when I go out when I leave my house and I and I press the sync button on my my watch my GPS watch some days it syncs immediately and I can go for my run and other days I do an hour and a half of gardening before the thing <laughs> syncs why, why does it take so long sometimes maybe it knows you need the gardening done I don't know. These these things are getting really smart. These watches are getting super smart. <laughs> it's it's like you need a, a an extended warm up. Yes. Um, Doesn't I, that bother you though? Like when yeah. you when you're ready to go for a run and you have to wait on your watch. You well, know, I I never wait on my you watch. You just go. Yeah. Well, yeah. but my watch is always ready when I want to leave. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You have a very. She gets uh, the good watch. Doc says the. We give them. Maybe the, you have the a seconds. lemon. Yeah, we, we give them the seconds. I remember. I remember one time when we went to London and I was running and, and we ran with uh, Edmund Burke mm-hmm. uh, and Joanna's cousin in yep. in Hyde Park and nobody wanted to wait for my watch, so I I went for a run. We two and a half miles before it finally synced. Wow! Like if we were waiting two and a half miles, that that would have been like twelve and a half minutes that we would have had to wait. Yeah. Well. Uh, you know, in London, I think the GPS satellites are, I don't know. I they think they're w- probably not as good, I think. Yeah. Is my guess. Mm-hmm. Joanna, no? 
I think, well, the way I think it's supposed to work is uh, okay. that your watch, like if you're always starting from your house, your watch should kind it of It should ha- be quick. Yeah. yeah, it should be your default oh, like gotcha. home setting. So if you go to London, it should take yeah. a long time to connect because your watch is like, hold time. up. Yeah, I thought you were in the USA. You're not there anymore. But it should like after you run for one time. So, and that's what happens with my watch. If I go to someplace new, the first run, it takes a little while and then it's. Right. Want to know a travel tip? What? what I like to do is when I get to a new location is I try to sync my watch when I'm not going for a run. Oh, that's a good and, tip. And so then if that if what you're saying is true, then it syncs pretty quick. But I'm I'm seriously talking about waiting in my front lawn and the thing won't the thing won't sync. Yeah, I've never had that it's happen. Crazy. Which watch do you have? I have the Garmin Forerunner 235 or something like that. It's a newish one. Hmm. Yeah, right, it's a new, take, it's a new watch. Take, take a look at that. All right, you mentioned London. I, I'm going to bring it uh, to London, my dog, uh, uh, on the next subject. We On the last episode, you made a comment that it has been forever that we've talked about dogs, so I'm glad that we are yeah, getting so back gonna, to Yeah, so we're going to get back to our back roots to our here. Roots. Uh, and this is um, also related to the Washington Capitals, who... Won the Stanley Cup. I want to apologize for my last week. Dude, uh, I thought we were going to talk about dogs. No, we will. What a, it, what it a dirty to thing that. to throw in. Well, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so dogs. The, the Caps won the Stanley Cup. Uh, we recorded last Thursday. We ended up the, the Caps ended up winning on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It was just a huge moment um, for all of D.C. Amazing uh, last four days. Oh, pe- people have been waiting uh, days and days for this to happen. Yes, years, years and decades. Days and days decades. and days. So I, I take everything I said back. I, I was talking how neg- I was very negative, so I'm glad that— um, I don't think anybody noticed. Yeah, well, I, we won the—they the, 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 won the Stanley it. Cup. It yeah, was awesome. It. it was amazing. Uh, so Thursday night, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Julie was sick, and I've been watching all the games with her. Uh, you know, James is asleep, and they win the Stanley Cup. Julie's kind of sick, asleep, so she's not really watching with me. And I've got was she fake sick? Maybe, probably annoyed with me. Um, so she, she's so I really have no one to share the moment with, right? Mm-hmm. Which so sad. Yeah, it was kind of sad. This was the first championship now, in twenty six years. Now, keeping in mind that I was. Alone in Mexico when the Eagles won <laughs> yeah, the Super that's Bowl. That's true. That's true. Their first. And, and at Bowl least ever. you're at that's home true. and you're with your son and yeah, your dog yeah. and your wife. Well, they're and asleep. Upstairs. People are yeah, outside. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So I'm with my dog. So I ha- I share the the win with London, my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I see the see that the the clock go to zero uh, before the before they start doing all the awards and presenting the Stanley Cup. I say, mm-hmm. you know what? I yell at Julie. I'm like. I'm taking London. We're going downtown. We're going to be part of this celebration. Because immediately after they won, there was all these watch parties downtown. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody was pouring onto the streets. Basically, right. the streets were closed. Uh, so I decide that to take my dog. My question to you guys is making it all about me, having somebody to be there, my dog to be there, to share it with, was that a very was that a selfish call on my part because i'm bringing my dog downtown to where there is um you know i'm gonna let joanna go first thousands of people now i wouldn't say london's skittish but you know being around thousands of people she doesn't like fireworks yeah fireworks uh, you know uh who are who have been lubed up drinking for a while uh celebrating this this great win 
uh, I needed somebody. I needed a brother in arms to mm. go downtown and celebrate with so me. So you, you needed somebody and a brother, and you brought a female <laughs> dog. Yeah. So I park my car a mile away, and we run into the middle of the celebration okay. by, by Ca- Capital One Arena. The, the picture's painted. Right. You put the paintbrush yeah. down. Yes. Joanna, okay. Joanna, share your thoughts. Um, I don't know. I, I like really, I don't understand the <laughs> being happy. <laughs> you don't. You don't understand. The you concept don't, of happiness. You don't understand the yeah. celebration of. Well, I mean, what if your soccer team won? Wouldn't you want to be out there? Who's with your soccer your, team, yeah, by the way? Yeah, who's my soccer team? <laughs> Iceland. What if Iceland well, wins? So. Uh, or I Liverpool. Guess, what if yeah, Liverpool wins? And, and, to, your, to your point, I yeah. guess when Liverpool was in the Champions League, yeah. I did go with friends to watch the exactly. game. But I guess I don't understand why London had to be there. If you were <laughs> if you were knowingly going into a sea of people and your claim for bringing London was that you, you wanted to experience this with somebody, you yeah. had a lot of somebody who okay. were, who okay, were fans as well. London's not even a fan of the Caps. <laughs> what did she care? Yeah, okay. All right, that's a, all right, that's a good that's a good take on it, Docs. No, I, I feel the same thing. <laughs> okay. I, I have no idea why you would think it was a good idea to bring yeah. a dog downtown. Well, <laughs> that just that just seems to be a bad idea for for a couple of reasons. I feel like it would ruin the the, the moment in the moment, and it would mean that you'd have to go home early. Right. Well, I knew it was going to be a, a, a you know a stop and pop, so it was going to be a, a, uh-huh. an early ish night. But I, you I brought but, London as uh, an excuse. No, I, I brought a, brought love, her to share it with me, and she, I'd so love she, to have more than three quarters of a beer, but uh, it's not <laughs> that I'm dog. a lightweight. I have my dog, and I have to so, leave. So London is so we run to to the to the middle of of basically right by Cap One Arena. Uh-huh. Uh, I took a lot of pictures. Follow me on Instagram, Run Pacer. So you uh, did it just like the reunion. Yeah, I you did. did it just for <laughs> I the did. social I'm media moment. Bad. No, I didn't really. I did. So I, why I, not go to the Why not go to the reunion for the social media I, moment? I high five. Bring London. I high fived. You know, thousands of my favorite Caps fans out uh-huh. there. Mm-hmm. People were approaching. Brother in arms. Yeah, mm-hmm. people were approaching London, like hugging London because everybody had had a few drinks. So it was like there was n- nobody. Uh, you know, was scared of the dog. Not that she's one to be scared of, but uh-huh. she was a little perturbed by the people coming up and petting her. Oh, I want to pet your dog, yeah, not, love your I'm dog, hugging her. Um, so there was a lot of joyous moments, um, but not so much for her. Mm. A lot of joyous moments being shared, but she, she didn't seem to love it. She hopes that this is the last championship this <laughs> yeah. city sees for another yeah, 30 yeah, years. Pro- probably true. So in hindsight, probably not the best best call to bring her down there um i'm gonna say probably what's an unpopular opinion but yeah. um my boyfriend is a sports guy yeah. he does really like hockey yeah the capitals are not his team but he does care about the capitals and he really wanted to go down to watch that game because he was sure that they were going to win and i i'd say on a normal night i probably would have but i actually had a lot of work to do so i was like you can go down i don't really care if they win or not and his argument was this is going to be like historic and exactly. it's a big it's deal a if moment. they win. Yeah. And I was like, but but I was like, you're undervaluing that, that it's not a moment for me. I'm not going to look back <laughs> in 50 years and be sorry that I wasn't standing in the street when the Caps won because I don't... I don't really care about the Capitals. And Well, and I think it might be something where, where you don't really know what you're missing. And I, I get that argument. I get it. I just don't think that I'm ever going to care that I miss the Capitals winning. Because you, because you didn't see... It would be like... Uh, if you didn't go to the mall one day and then you found out Mr. T was at the mall and you missed it. <laughs> Just 
she even know who Mr. T is? <laughs> I know who Mr. T is, but my unpopular opinion part is that I also was coming to work when the parade was happening and all of these people are like pouring into downtown for the parade and this is my unpopular opinion i'm prefacing by saying i know that people aren't going to agree with me the my immediate thought was i wish that people would get this amped up about voting (laughs) like it would great it would be great to see people turn out that much enthusiasm about things that affect their communities sometimes sometimes i agree with you but i i do really feel like uh, a lot of the people present company included uh, that do attend those parades should not vote. <laughs> so, I did go. I did go to the parade. <laughs> so I did, maybe a fair point. I, I did go to the parade. Point. The parade was uh, awesome. So sorry, the parade was awesome, and well, I had much more enthusiasm about that than going to the voting polls. That's uh-huh. for sure. Well, Shocker. here's here's which you shouldn't you shouldn't vote at all if you don't know <laughs> what you're voting for. But here here's uh, when we were we were in Germany in 2006 for the World Cup. Yeah, and we stayed in. Cologne, which was probably the greatest city ever. The greatest week of our lives, yeah, yes. Th- that yeah. time that we were in Cologne, I will never go back because yeah. it was so fun. Yep. And Germany had won the opening game. They were the hosts, and they and then they played in their second game versus Poland, and it was tied, I think, one-to-one uh, going into extra time. And we're in the city center because it, USA doesn't play for uh, – uh, or the game that we're going to isn't for a couple of days, but we're in the city center, and Germany scores a goal in extra time, and the place goes nuts. And being a part of yeah, that, even though awesome. even though Germany wasn't our team, we weren't following I couldn't Germany. Name we one player on the team. Them. Podolski scored the goal. <laughs> See, uh, he could again. <laughs> yeah, but, but, World Series or World Cup, this but, is your guy. But they the it was just absolutely nuts and it was actually fun to be a part of that even though it wasn't our team we kind of we were there we were in the moment and it just it was such a great memory well okay so when i lived in ireland i went to france for a weekend and it happened to be the weekend Mm -hmm. of the rugby world cup Mm -hmm. and a similar scenario where france beat new zealand which was like a huge deal because the all blacks are like really great at rugby right and they had the television screens in the streets like everything shut down and france wins and like the Paris just went crazy and everyone has their French flags and we're going nuts and I, I got into it so I had an experience so mm-hmm. I already know what this was like but not in your hometown well I'm too old this is a young man's game <laughs> yeah young man like Chris Farley it kind of is oh I was in and out early on the parade too. <laughs> that's what he had the dog he had the dog well no I had my son at the parade yeah, yeah so, that's a real young yeah. man's game yeah All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. And I say it every week. Sign up today for uh, July's Crystal City 5K. What if they signed up last week? Well, if you sign sign up again, the Twilighter (laughs) is coming. And also the Beer Mile. Uh, Docs will not be there, but that doesn't mean you don't have to be there. You can uh, sign up for the Beer Mile as well. That's going to be August 11th. All right. We're going to end it with some track talk. Uh, we talked to Sean about NCAAs and how great it was that he uh, won the 5K at NCAAs. Um, maybe one of the greatest like races with meaning that I've ever seen, uh, a relay races with meaning that I've ever seen happened, uh, the final event of the women's NCAA Division One championships uh, was the 4x4. Uh, and Joanna, you you watch the race. Maybe you can set uh, what paint the, situ- a better picture. Farley's what paint the situ- situation was. Is used up. 
Um, so as often happens in swim meets or track meets, the mm. final point tally came down to a relay. Yep. So there was a lot on the line for whoever actually won the race. Yep. And I think a lot of the talk was about Kentucky because, of course, Sydney McLaughlin was on the Kentucky squad and she's just a phenom. Um, Sydney, she's she was has run in the Olympics and then Joanna and I had the pleasure of watching her uh, run the 400 in a world record DMR in Boston, which That's Farley right. didn't attend. I wasn't there. <laughs> whatever he did, he doesn't remember. Uh, exactly. I, I, I lost. That moment was lost on me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me moments aren't important, Joanne. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. Go, go ahead. Um, and so you have uh, UNC, Oregon, and Purdue, and Kentucky are, are basically your top four in this race. And it looked like Purdue had taken the race. Like, Purdue and, was out in front by a lot. And Georgia was winning the meet by mm-hmm. nine points. Yep, nine points. And there was only one team that could beat Georgia. And I believe Georgia didn't have a, a team in the 4x4. Four four, they didn't. So they weren't going to score any points. So they're up by nine points. And the way that it works is if you score, if you win the race, you score 10 points. If, if you win an event, you event, get 10 exactly. points. Exactly. So USC was down nine points. So mm-hmm. they needed to win they in order to win. to win the team competition. And as you said, Purdue had a huge lead with a lap to go. And the announcer, Insurmountable. Yeah, yeah. And the announcers are like, Purdue That's has right. it. Now it's a race for second place. Purdue has it. I don't think anybody can catch her. And then around the, the home stretch comes Kendall Ellis. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, I mean, she passes Oregon. Of She's of USC, USC. And she's the one who's got a chance. But she has to win the thing. She's got to win the thing. <laughs> and I forgot that the announcers had given them. Totally the- given up. And so the announcers are like, here comes USC. And yep. it seemed like even they were like, oh, they maybe have a shot at second place. Right. Like they're going to catch, oh, she's going to catch Oregon. Right. And then they're like, uh, is she going to catch Purdue? And then sure enough, she like finds this gear like 10, 15 meters from the finish and just like just goes right past Purdue. It was ridiculous. Out leans are at the line. Kendall Ellis is a senior at USC. Like you said, she's run the fastest 400 split in the country this spring. So she obviously had the credentials to, to, to do it, but the, where she came from and where she finished was just absolutely incredible. It was a really fun race to watch. So USC wins 53. USC scores 53 points, Georgia 52. So take that to everybody who says track is boring. That was not boring. Very exciting. Sean's race, not boring. That race, not boring. It was a good weekend of uh, the NCAA uh, championships. All right. So a lot of running talk today. A lot of sports talk. Um, well, we're in the sports category. We are in the sports, sports ca- category of SoundCloud. Yes, we are. I don't think that was on the show. I think that was pre- pre-show. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know if we ever figured out whether Sean graduated. Um, I didn't want to ask the question because I think Docs was right. I think he graduated last year. And they I did think that graduate. also wasn't he's on the show. Fi- he's a fifth-year senior. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, we, we do know for sure because he said that he ha- had postponed his surgery for the surgery. Uh, or for the graduation. Graduation. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. right. All right. I was wrong there. I do want to mention next week, the hosts are out of town. We've got a lot of exciting guests uh, slated for the show, but uh, we're going to take a week off. So hang in there with us. Hopefully, um, you know, you can catch up on some old podcasts. Yeah, I know a lot of people are behind right now. So we're really doing this for the (laughs) listeners. Yeah, until everybody catches up. And Satya, you have to listen to everything twice. No, 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 no. We're going to just take a week off. Uh, You know, summer's tough, but we'll take a week off and we'll be back uh, back at it. Uh, 
the following week. I'm sure we have that'll give us time to watch Casablanca. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, great show, guys. Thanks again to Sean McGordy for joining us today on Pace the Nation. It is SPMcGordy12 on Twitter. Give him a follow. Uh, good follow there on Twitter. Uh, he's got a lot of big things coming. So uh, SPMcGordy12 on Twitter. All right, like I just said, week off. Then we're back at it. Uh, Joanna, enjoy your vacation. Docs, enjoy your staycation. Is it a staycation? I don't know what I'm going to do next week. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm a day-by-day guy, so you and me both. Uh, although I know I'm out of town. I think I'm in New Jersey, <laughs> I think. All right. Wrap it up. For Whammy Docs and Joanny Russo, I'm Chris Farley. This is Space the Nation. We'll see you in two weeks. Stanford? Palo Alto. From Palo Alto. Um, That's in California. Yes. Uh, California the, is on the west coast of the United <laughs> States, which is the, in North America. The, the uh, Chantilly alumni, mm-hmm. Sean McGordy. Is it more than one of him? Uh, is he coming on with his whole class? <laughs> All right, hold on. That's a tough one. Alumni, alumnus. Um, how about Chantilly alum? Now, I hate to do a fact check, but are you sure that he just graduated? Because I thought he was a fifth-year senior. Could, could, could be right. So, we'll ask him that. Okay. That's a good question. Uh, way back. Where did you guys go? Uh, I went to Yorktown and Docs. I went to West Springfield. West Springfield. West Springfield. Okay. I definitely yeah. remember racing both of those teams. Yeah, man. So uh, we weren't nearly as, as good, but, you know. And it's all good. All right, so individually, no, yeah. Well, well, your your team was my good. team was great. Your team was great, but we graduated yeah. ninety. Doesn't 90, matter yeah. when we graduated. Know, that's true. That's true. All right, well, okay. let's get into it. Um, we're not I'm, old men, Sean. Not, yeah, we're gonna bring you in. Uh, all right. <laughs>